Yo, <clears throat> this is the ancient Texan on a Sunday morning sitting out on my porch. We've been looking at or talking about When Things Fall Apart by Pima Kadrin. Uh, we're in chapter 9. We've had already one look at this chapter, some loneliness. And she uses loneliness as kind of the state of being with ourselves and finding a way to do that where we're at peace she calls it cool loneliness and in contrast she says hot loneliness is when you're you know you're looking for the next fix uh, the next activity the next person the next bottle of wine to deal with not being alone, finding an alternative to being with yourself and comfortable with yourself. And she has various ways of uh, discussing this, and she hits it from a lot of angles. And she describes, you know, what it takes to be in this cool loneliness, and we'll, we'll do the next paragraph here. It's got a whole truckload in it. I may just let this be a standalone you know, thing because there's a lot to think about. Complete discipline is another component of cool loneliness. Complete discipline means that at every opportunity we're willing to come back, just gently come back to the present moment. This is loneliness as complete discipline. We're willing to sit still, just be there alone. We don't particularly have to cultivate this kind of loneliness. We could just sit still long enough to realize is how things really are. We are fundamentally alone and there is nothing anywhere to hold on to. That I think is a profound truth that uh, a lot of us have trouble accepting. Moreover, this is not a problem. In fact, it allows us to discover a complete, unfabricated state of being. Our habitual assumptions, all our ideas about how things are, keep us from seeing anything in a fresh, open way. We say, oh, yes, I know but we don't know. How many times you're in a conversation where you know the person's just waiting for the next uh, moment to speak or you do it yourself and you kind of hear a little bit of what someone's saying and you go, yes, I know, I got it. And you don't really listen to the details or seek to find out you know, what their viewpoint is. You just kind of click it off. Well, we go through a lot of life like that, just taking everything around us um, and it fits into our story of life and of ourselves um, and you can't see it in a fresh open way. We say, oh yes, I know, but we don't. We don't ultimately know anything. There's no certainty about anything. This basic truth hurts and we want to run away from it.
but coming back and relaxing with something as familiar as loneliness is a good discipline for realizing the profundity of the unresolved moments in our lives. We are cheating ourselves when we run away from the ambiguity of loneliness. Wow. This is kind of challenging you to learn to get in touch with feeling alone and seeing the core you that's underneath uh, all the dressing that we put on, you know, from our, you know, physical clothes we put on to the roles we assume in life and at work and with our companions, uh, our loved ones, maybe, maybe with a dog or <laughs> closer to just being us because they kind of accept whatever you that's there. But the you that's underneath all of the dressings and coatings and outer layers and assumptions and morals and rights and wrongs and stuff that we this maze of reality that we create in our head um, the you that's underneath that um, is you everything else is just uh, something that you've fabricated uh, in your head and this web of fabrications you call your life and you call it you but it's actually not you um, it's the things that you have learned the things that you have accepted in your life um, which is not not bad it's just there's a core you that's underneath this, and it's a very, in my way of thinking, this is not necessarily what she's saying, it's, it's a very primitive and perhaps found being that lives underneath all the trappings. Anyway, I'm gonna let this be a, a short one, because I think there's a lot to think about. Uh, and I think a little time thinking about it, and maybe even visiting with your loneliness uh, is worthwhile. This is the ancient Texan hoping you have a great day. Namaste. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan on Sunday after a short uh, pause. We're talking about loneliness from the book When Things Fall Apart, Chapter 9. Could call this Part 3. Not wondering. In the world of desire is another way of describing cool loneliness. 
here she, she's using the idea of when you're at peace with loneliness. She calls that cool loneliness. Wandering in the world of desire involves looking for alternatives, seeking something to comfort us, food, drink, people. The word desire encompasses that addiction quality, the way we grab for something because we want to find a way to make things okay. That quality comes from never giving. That quality comes from never having grown up. We still want to go home and be able to open the refrigerator and find it full of our favorite goodies. When the going gets tough, we want to yell, Mom. But what we're doing as we progress along the path is leaving home and becoming homeless. Not wandering in the world of desire is about relating directly with how things are. Loneliness is not a problem. Loneliness is nothing to be solved. The same is true for any other experience we might have. Wow. If our society actually understood this, not claiming that I'm all that wise, but I've had a lot of years to learn. Uh, my daughter had trouble with the drugs. I probably could say I've had trouble with uh, being a pretty heavy drinker most of my life, up to maybe about the last decade. Um, I'm drinking a glass of wine as I sit out here on a swing in my backyard. And it's in part to deal with um, this uncertainty of, you know, what I should be doing on a Saturday afternoon. It's like I have all sorts of conflicting priorities. Even this podcast and doing this is a little bit of escape for me. Um, drinking the wine certainly an escape. Feeling okay with anything I'm doing is actually a little tougher than it sounds. And I don't think I'm unusual. I think I'm a little more in tune with myself than most people, but of course that's just my opinion. It's my story. Um, I could go into the gory details of that statement, but just let it be. But my daughter once told me, when she first took drugs, it was about feeling good. And then it eventually came to be about not feeling bad. Because if you didn't get the drugs that you're addicted to, you started feeling really bad. So you went from a place where you did them to feel better, to feel good, from kind of a neutral position, to eventually taking them to keep from feeling bad with no hope of feeling good. That's like a really rotten place to be. But that that's addiction. 
Uh, it comes in a lot of shapes and forms, um, but it's an avoidance strategy. And she uses loneliness here, I think, a lot more encompassing than just, you know, sitting around missing someone. Um, it's the state of not being okay with just yourself and not some distraction or activity, um, dream, fantasy, pill, there to distract from just being yourself. Another aspect of cool loneliness is not seeking security from one's discursive thoughts. The rug's been pulled out, the jig is up, there's no way to get out of this one. We don't even seek the companionship of our own constant conversation with ourselves about how it is and how it isn't. Whether it is or whether it isn't, whether it should or whether it shouldn't, whether it can or whether it can't. With cool loneliness, we do not expect security from our own internal chatter. That's why we are instructed to label it thinking. It has no objective reality. It is transparent and ungraspable. We're encouraged to just touch that chatter and let it go, not make much ado about nothing. Well, this is talking about the idea that um, I call them storms, but we, when we get in an internal storm, and couples can get in to storms. Uh, the chatter just builds on top of chatter. The last, every time this happens, you do so and so, and we said we we're going to do this, and no, we're going to do that. It just becomes a constant kind of rattling storm between two people or, you know, inside your own head. You go fight battles that you fought before and you let even this kind of chatter and racket can be a way of being alone with yourself and being uh, who you are when it's just you and that's kind of amazing actually that our own internal agony and struggles can actually become what keep us from becoming friends with ourselves. Cool loneliness doesn't provide any resolution or give us ground under our feet. It challenges us to step into a world of no reference point without polarizing or solidifying. It is called the middle way or the sacred path of the warrior. Well, this is the ancient Texan, just hoping uh, you find your middle way. I wish you a good day again. Namaste.